why is that, dear? Why don't you tell everybody what's going on? the Shays Lounge. This is Cricket. And Tom. And Tom and Vaughn. And Tom. Tom, Tom and Vaughn. Tom and Vaughn. Va- Tom Vaughn. Vaughn Tom. <laughs> so, um, I'm his, both of those. His, his actual, we've been calling him Vaughn on the podcast for whatever reason, because I guess we both had, you know, nicknames or whatever, but his name's Tom and that's what he's been going by. So, yeah. You know, we'll just, we'll go back to Tom. So I guess it's the Shays Lounge with um, Cricket and Tom. Yeah. So Welcome. You've reached us for another week. We we kind of took the last two weeks off because I think we just kind of got busy on the weekends and really just didn't get around to it, so I apologize. Well, last week, too, we did have our first D&D session. Yes, that was a lot of fun. Yep, and that was my, actually, first D&D section, session period as far as that kind of game goes. He's never done tabletop role-playing games before. I, I've done it one time, and it was like, I think I was in... Probably a sophomore in high school. So it's been a while. But we played one like, of course, then it was all on paper and everything, <laughs> you know, so. Well, D&D is just math with better stories. Yeah. So, but it, it, it was fun. It was, I hope the pace picks up. Let's just say well, that. Well, it will, but you have to understand with a turn-based game, we've got six players plus a DM, and uh, that's a that's a big game. That is a big game. It goes yeah. a whole lot quicker when you have like four players and a DM. But we do have to remember too. We got to get in there and change up our weapons because I picked weapons that I can't use. Yeah, because he's a he's a Goliath. He's a big bruiser. He doesn't have any magic, and we picked some magic weapons. And I was like, oh, that's probably. Well, I didn't mean to because like I just saw a trident. Because mm-hmm. like you know a big dude using a trident that's gonna give him a shit ton of reach. Right. That's what I was thinking. I didn't realize it was some silly magic triton that comes out of his arm and shit. I'm like, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> so if I can't use a triton, if I can't find one, a non-magical one, go find the longest fucking sword there's on that game. That's what I want. I'm you a Goliath. A two-handed. Like I can two-handed swing a big-ass sword. sword. <laughs> yeah. So we're going we're gonna to do a little retconning uh, from our first session to our next session, but... You know, it's okay because sometimes you can do that, especially like super early in the game, especially if you've got players that aren't familiar with it. And what was really bad is that I was helping Tom pick out all his stuff, and that was the blind leading the visually challenged because this is, I've only ever played one other D&D game, and we didn't even get all the way through that game. We just, we got about six weeks into it, and stuff happened, and we weren't able to finish the game, so now we've gone on to this one. So this, so I'm very new at this too. Take like maybe a long sword and a long bow. Yeah. Well, I don't know a Goliath should be able to shoot a bow for a pretty well, good distance. I was thinking, I don't know if a Goliath would need a bow. I think you need like bruiser weapons, like maybe an axe or a mace, like a sword, sword and a for. shield. But I mean, would would a big bruiser have an, have a? I'd want some kind gun? of ranged weapon. Maybe you could get a crossbow. Well, I, I could know. have. Well, if he's a Goliath, he should be able to use one of them crossbows like they had on Game of Thrones that they were shooting at the dragons. Yeah. He could carry one of those around. That <laughs> shoots spears. So we're 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 playing we're playing uh, Spelljammer, which is uh, basically uh, Pirates in Space D and D Pirates in Space, which is awesome. Um, but we while we were still on the ground before we got up in our spaceship, uh, which is an actual like a like a sloop. You know, it's like like a pirate ship. But before we did that, we had to make it through the town. And the way we made it through the town was we were um, we were riding giant 
um, giant space hamsters. Yes. As mounts. And that was a lot of fun. Because <laughs> Greenbeard was doing such a good job describing this, this crazy track that we took through the city. And there, we had a bunch of like acrobatic checks that we had to take as we were going through the city. Because he would be like, you just took a left turn. Now roll and make sure, you know, do your acrobatics to make sure you made the turn. And you know, some of you us... didn't run into the cabbage cart that you actually made it over it. Exactly. Like some of us jumped the cabbage cart. And because I rolled so low when I was doing my animal handling to try to get onto the giant space hammer... Oh, my uh, hamster, my, my rolls were all super, super low. So I was riding it backwards. So I had a disadvantage. So I had to roll twice and take the lower of each roll because I had a disadvantage because I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to know that the space hamster was going to, you know, um, was going to jump anything. So, but that, but it was a lot of fun. Well, see, I got lucky because I thought I'd messed up once I realized that we were going to be pirates in space because one of the um, abilities that I chose, I was like, huh, you never know. Animal hand handling might come in handy. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, first right out of the box, we're doing dealing with animals. And I'm like, yeah. oh, so that did work out. Yeah, it did work out. Because I got to do like a d20 plus four mm -hmm. or plus five or something like that because yeah. of my animal handling and so you you were getting like really high and you were getting really high rolls anyway and then i got high adding, rolls until we got into battle yeah and i mean my battle rolls were so low i missed twice with a sword so i'm like you know what fuck it i'm gonna try to punch the guy and i even missed on a punch <laughs> <laughs> i was like and my guy's just gonna you know what it's my first time on a spaceship it's moving around. I'm not used to it. I, I'm going to say that's the excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, if, we, if we'd have had one more turn to go before we actually killed the guards that were after us, um, <laughs> Tom was going to have his character just like not punch, not do any of that stuff. He was just going to pick him up by the throat, grapple him, and drop him over the edge of the ship. Pick him up, take two steps forward, and then let him go. <laughs> just drop him <laughs> off the ship. <laughs> I think that would have been really funny. I think you would have been able to do that too. So that, that's something that you need to that you need to uh, figure out if you want to do as a bruiser, because you you may be able to use your hands a lot more than you know your typical player who, right. who, who has to use weapons. And so you ought to think about on stuff like that when you're getting low rolls or whatever that you grapple and throw. So like you throw people up against walls and stuff like that. Yeah. But I also like how it started. Because the whole thing started is that we started off in prison, mm -hmm. and nobody, and we all had to come up with a backstory as to why we were there. Mm -hmm. And mine, I was just like, my guy doesn't know why he was there. He woke up, didn't know where he was at or why he was there. Mm -hmm. Because in his in his story, he was one of those that's always he's always out looking to prove himself. Mm -hmm. Always like fighting, but. Even as a Goliath at 7'5", he was still the shortest of his family. Yeah. So he was always trying to look for fights to prove, to prove himself. But if he got too enraged, it would cause him to eventually like almost like kind of black out and not know what happened. So he woke up in prison not knowing how he got there. He just knew he must have did something bad. He just don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently this place we were in has just this draconian lord that rules over it because... We were all in prison for various crimes, like 
my character was in was in jail because she was at a tavern with with some of uh, some friends that she had made that night and they were over there drinking and they were having a good time and talking and everything else well a fight breaks out on the other side of the tavern and makes its way over to where they're at and she takes a bottle and bashes it over the head of one of the guys that's fighting just to kind of get him away and that's what the guards saw when they came in. They saw her smashing a bottle over this guy's head. And so took her in with everybody else. So it's stuff like that. But the draconian leader of this town thought that that was worth a death sentence. So all of us that were in prison got sentenced to death. And that was how our campaign started out. We were all on the gallows waiting to be killed. And I thought that was that was a really fantastic way to start the story out because it just immediately plunks you down in the middle of the action and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I, I, I'm enjoying it. I think it's going to be fun. The only problem is that the next game that we have is next week and that's Super Bowl Sunday. So we're going to have And that. I've already warned them. I was like, so you're planning it on Super Bowl Sunday. And they're like, oh, that is Sunday. So what time is the game? I was like, I think it starts at 5.30 my time. And... Our session starts at like two. Yeah, so we need to try to. So make it'll that have to be manner. done by then because even though I'm not a great big fan, and it's bullshit that the Chiefs are in the in the Super Bowl anyway, but I still want to watch it because I'm not an Eagles fan mm -hmm. either, and I like Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I love Patrick Mahomes. But the I Eagles am, are going to win. But I'm pulling for the Eagles because the Chiefs should not be there. Well, tell them why they should not be there. Because they they should have lost that game. The refs kept them in that game. One hundred percent. And and there and you you told me too. There was a story about the head ref. Yeah, the head ref had actually had family members that bet on Kansas City winning. And the last penalty of the game that happened in the last ten seconds of the game is what put them in field goal range so that they could win by three. Yeah. And that and that's absolutely. I mean, Patrick. Okay, that game would not have been close if Patrick Mahomes had been at a hundred percent. I don't. Yeah, it, I agree. Absolutely. And and they lost three of their receivers during the game, which which was bad. But Mahomes, he can run, but he's got that high ankle sprain, and he wasn't able to run during this game, and so that really crippled them, literally and figuratively, as far as being able to play the kind of football. Yeah, because the they Chiefs knew if he dropped play. back, they didn't have to worry about him running. They knew he was going to have to throw it. Yeah. And you can there. There was a couple times during the during the game where you could tell he wanted to run, but he had to pass the ball off to somebody else to run for him. Right. And um, you know that that just that really hampered them as being able to 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 be as good of a team as as we know that they are because I, I freaking love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's probably the number one, number two quarterback in the in the NFL right now. And. Uh, you know, especially since Tom Brady has played like absolute dog shit this this entire year. Um, well, he's like eighty five, so <laughs> he should have stayed retired because you hate to see. Well, he retired heroes. again. Well, he should have stayed retired the first time because you hate because I, I and I said this: if he had stayed retired, he would have gone out on top, and everybody would have been like, "Man, we wish we had one more season." Now we got to see that one more season, and it was a dog shit season, and now everybody has a bad taste in their mouth because of it. You always leave them wanting more. You don't ever leave when you're on your downward, on your downward track. Yeah, I, I hate the like fact it. that he even made it to the playoffs because what was their team score like eight and nine? Yeah, it was awful. They had a losing record and made the playoffs, and had home field advantage over Dallas. That's ridiculous. Even though Dallas, you know, beat them, but still, that's just 
I, the Cowboys did really good this year, though. I mean, considering they're the Cowboys. That's why I think they should just... I hate divisions. If you're going to have six teams or eight teams from each division mm-hmm. in the playoffs, fine. The best eight teams with the best records. Doesn't matter what freaking division you're from. Yeah. I don't like that because there's always a team that's more deserving that gets left out. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking today about the uh, All-Star game in baseball, in mm-hmm. MLB. It used to be a fun thing to watch. You know, that whole All-Star week, home run derby, celebrity softball game, all these different things. They're having fun. They get out there and they have fun, stress, you know, kind of, kind of stress release, you know. Mm-hmm. And playing in the All-Star game, it was there. And then now they got it to where it's, oh, well, the team that wins, their division gets the home field advantage in the World Series. Well, now it's a serious game. Yeah, and it takes the fun out of it now. That's yeah. bullshit. It should not be that way. If you get to the World Series, it should be, okay, well, out of the two teams that made it to the World Series, which one has the better record up to that point? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's going to be the home team. Yeah, I agree. It should not be, oh, because the American League won the uh, the All-Star game, they get the home field advantage this year. I don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah, I agree with you. <clears throat> and it doesn't seem right to you know, push these guys and push them and push them and push them all season and not let them have a little stress relief at some point during the season. Yeah. I mean, because, like... Especially right before the playoffs when everything is just, like, so amped up to 11. Because, like, I I can remember, like, in the All-Star game when it was... They are out there having a good time. And I remember it was... I don't remember what year it was. I'd have to look it up. But it was... I know Randy Johnson was pitching. Mm -hmm. And he's the one that exploded the bird. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) You know, big, tall guy, threw freaking hard as hell. Mm-hmm. And then you had John Crook. He was a good hitter. He was a left-handed hitter. And oh. one of the first pitches that Johnson threw was, like, really inside. Mm-hmm. And Crook was like, screw this. He <laughs> he walked around to the other side of the plate, turned his hat around backwards so the ear thing was on the right side. And he, was trying, and he tried to bat right-handed. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, uh-uh, I ain't going over there. <laughs> You know, that that was just, that was guys having fun. Yeah. He was laughing. Johnson was laughing. You know, it's, I, I like that a lot more. You oh. had guys that enjoyed playing the game that for at least one game, it wasn't a job. Yeah. It was just grown up, grown up kids having a good time mm-hmm. and having fun, you know? Yeah. But anyway. But if we want to stay on sports for a minute, uh, I don't know if he got it tonight, but I know as of yesterday, LeBron James was like 30-something points away from beating the all-time scoring record. Held by? Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, okay. He's the all-time scoring leader. But, uh, like, there's even talks about should he try to show up at the games to see, be there when he breaks the record, and everybody's like, no, I don't think he has any reason to be there. No. And, of course, it just brings out more of the who who's, who's the better, guy? him or Jordan. Yeah. And I love how all these guys, like even Stephen A. Smith, is like, Jordan is undefeated in, in the finals. Mm-hmm. LeBron has six losses. Mm-hmm. And in, in those six uh, 
undefeated seasons in the playoffs for in the finals for Jordan. He was the MVP of everyone, scoring title winners, all NBA defense team. He's like, there's really no comparison. No, there's not. You know, and I didn't like how, like, somebody was did an interview with Jordan, or he was it was something. It almost came out looking like a TikTok, but I know it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But it was a uh, somebody said, you know, it was Jordan, and he was saying, you know, people are asking, you know, who I think's better, me or him. I said, I don't think you should be decide looking at who's the better player as so much because with basketball still being a team sport which was the better team Mm -hmm. so who was the best team he said and you have so many to choose from really to pick the best team you know you got the 91 bulls or you could pick the 94 bulls (laughs) and he just names off different years of the bulls you know and I was just like, oh, yeah, when he pointed point. at his rings, and yeah. every time he's, he's pointing like... his rings, his championship rings, and he's calling them out. I mean, your top five best teams are all bull teams. So which one? And I it, think it was, I want to say it, it was Scotty Pippen that was asked, "Hey, if you guys played against one of LeBron's teams or whatever, do you think y'all could beat them?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, but maybe only by a couple points. But I think we could." And he's like, really, a couple points? You think y'all could hang with them that close or even beat them by two points? And the guy was like, well, yeah. You know, I mean, it would only be by a couple points because, you know, we're all over 50 now. But <laughs> but the guy was trying to say, in y'all's prime to versus their, versus them, their, 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 their prime, prime Pippen, Jordan, and those guys. In their prime, nobody can touch that. No. I mean, no, there's not a team today that would beat that. Yeah. Those, those guys were just incredible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're having to direct this. I apologize. I know, I know, I know. Um, somewhat sports thing also. Uh, it's, I, I think we've pretty much said it before that we are WWE fans. We are WWE fans. <laughs> we talk a lot about wrestling on the yeah, show. Yeah, we, we've been to some... Uh, untelevised, untaped house shows in Waco. Now, granted, I'm not talking bad about house shows because those were some of the best shows I've seen. Oh, hell, when the whole arena went black and then you hear the gong. Yeah. Because like, freaking, it, it freaking was, Undertaker had come it back was and it was the first time I Sheamus was going to have a match against some other team and he was like, you know, and they were like, yeah, you couldn't find anybody to fight with you or whatever. And he's like, well, I did find somebody. And the lights went out. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, cool, Chris Jericho. And it didn't, I was waiting for the music to hit, and then that dong hit. And then, like you just said, the whole freaking place went absolutely fucking nuts. Great. And then the time that we didn't know they were going to show up, all of a sudden, DX shows up. DX showing up was awesome. Yes. That, was, that was when it was still Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Yeah, and we did not expect that. Did not expect that. And a freaking house show, a dark house show yeah. in Waco, Texas. And what was I what I was so impressed what got me too with the whole Undertaker showing up is this was a couple of months before about three months before WrestleMania that year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find out till later that that was the Undertaker's first time in the ring. Since WrestleMania from the previous year. Mm-hmm. That was his first time back out. 
Mm-hmm. And now, granted, him and his wife live in Austin, and we were in Waco, which is only about an hour and a half away. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But just knowing that his first match bat, and we saw it, you know. But anyway, um, since we've been here in Arkansas, in Little Rock, there was a SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown, a live show that came in. Two, two SmackDowns that have came through. In fact, we rented some cars because I work up at the airport at a car yes. rental place, and we rented some cars just to the WWE guys. Yeah. They they like the uh, black Suburbans. Yeah. That's what they want. But uh, Monday Night Raw is actually going to be here in April. Mm-hmm. April 17th, mm-hmm. which is two days before somebody's birthday. Yeah, that would be me. That would be you. And we were able to get... Tickets at a reasonable price for it. Yeah. For all four of us, for us and the kids. Yeah. So that's going to be our first live show to go to. You know, that's going to be really cool. And and the, the center up here um, where, where we're going, is it's a really nice arena. Yeah. It's a really nice arena. So it's going to be cool seeing everything like that. That's going to be a whole new experience. Heck yeah. It'll be mm. awesome. Yeah. I'm like trying to think who all could show up. I mean, who all is probably going to be there? Well, I mean, heck, it's a, it's a televised it's a televised show, yeah. a live show. So there's no telling. It just because uh, like Gunther, mm-hmm. I think he's on SmackDown, which sucks because I'd like to see him in person. Yeah, because he's he he's probably the one that I'm more impressed with right now than anybody else. Well, he lasted. He he was the number number one entry into the Royal Rumble, and he lasted uh, because. Uh, Cody Rhodes was the number 30. Yes. And Gunter was still in the ring when Cody Rhodes showed up. And they ended up, the number number one and the number 30 ended up fighting each other at the very end of the match. And, and, and I went back, and I told you I was impressed on how well he was still performing at the end of that. Mm-hmm. But I went back and watched it again. He didn't have a whole lot of elongated rest periods. Mm-hmm. So he was damn near active that entire time. Mm-hmm. For so an hour, right now, an hour and twenty minutes. I don't know how much of a push this guy's going to continue to get, but I am a fan. Mm-hmm. And I saw a thing too that said they liked that they changed his name to Gunther or Gunther, whatever it is, because he was going by Walter. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, that's a much better name for him. And he is looks like from what I saw him as Walter. I mean, you've seen him as Gunther, obviously, mm-hmm. but he's looks like he's probably lost about fifty or sixty pounds. He's slimmed down, and he. I like. I like. I, I like. I would like to see him perform in person. I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. But it would also be cool to see if Omos shows up. Who is that? That's the Nigerian giant. Oh the, yeah, the, that guy. The, yeah. the black guy that's like. Way taller than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing him at the Royal Rumble too. Yeah, he's the one that he walked the up to Strowman, and Strowman. Strowman had to look up at. Had to look way up at him. Yeah. <laughs> and Strowman is—he's a big yeah. guy. Holy crap! It's gonna be interesting. Probably gonna see Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I wish Big Show was still wrestling. He's over in AEW now, I think. I like watching Big Show. He's he's one of my favorite wrestlers, and he's always real good at the heel turn versus the face turn because, you know, you've got some of them like uh, Roman Reigns and, and Stone Cold and, and, and everybody that, whether they're a heel or whether they're a face, they're the same character. 
It's just whether or not the crowd is with you. And that, that determines, let me, let me finish. That determines whether or not you're a heel or a face is whether or not the crowd supports what you're doing. But you've got somebody like The Rock or The Big Show. Um, they have different personas versus. You just depending. said The Big Show twice. No, I said The Rock and The Big Show. Because The Rock has a, has a completely different persona uh, when he's a face versus when he's okay. a heel. And same thing on on Big Show, and I, I like watching them because there was there was one um, there was one match I remember toward the end of his of his time on on the WWE where he was a face and he was in the ring and he was just having a blast and he was just running around you know choke slamming people and just just having all kinds of fun in the ring and he had a big old smile on his face and then he turned on his partner and he just immediately like evil Big Show comes out. <laughs> And he's like, you know, and even his, even his, uh, even his, uh, um, his logo when it comes up on the, on the Jumbotron is different versus whether he's a face or whether he's a heel. Cause it's a big teddy right. bear when he's a face and when he's a heel, it's a grizzly bear or a Kodiak, you know. I'll tell you one thing I don't like, I've never liked about the big shows turning back and forth between heel and face is that when he was a heel, he was a monster heel, hardly ever lost, beating up people. Mm -hmm. But when he was a face character, he hardly ever won anything as a face. Because he's a nice guy. He was a face. You know, he was just like a nice guy. But he, he couldn't to... win matches as a face. No, he couldn't. And like, I was so embarrassed for him because he was even like, his character was even playing it up like he was all proud. Now, granted, Cody Rhodes is a big thing now. Mm -hmm. But back then, he was a scrub. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, I don't like Cody Rhodes. But I like he Gold had a match. I like Cody Rhodes. <laughs> he had a match against Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. And, of course, he beats Cody Rhodes. And on Monday night, he was all out there bragging, I finally had my WrestleMania moment. And he was so proud of it. I'm like, but it was against Scrub Cody Rhodes. Yeah. You're a seven-foot-tall monster you shouldn't be that, having these kind of trouble with you're people. coming off looking like an idiot dude you just need to get off this get out of the ring you look stupid stop yeah. but now cody rhodes now his in-ring ability has increased dramatically I, i'm sorry he is a hell of a lot better in the ring now out of the Rhodes brothers gold dust is my favorite well if you're looking at entertainment value yes he, I just, you know, when he was like evil gold dust and he like got oh, shocked yeah. by that stuff and he was doing all those little twitches and, <laughs> and he would throw gold, he would like blow oh, gold Oh, you're talking about like when he was, he would be in the back, start talking to somebody and all of a sudden, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would do that during matches too. Yeah. Because he had like hit an electrical panel or and something he and it having, shocked him. <laughs> he was having problems with it. <laughs> After effects, yeah. <laughs> it was great. But, uh, you know, he, yeah, he was just, definitely more entertaining. Yeah, and I, I liked him because of the entertainment value. I like um, the Hurricane because of the entertainment value. He's one of my favorite wrestlers because he's just fun to watch. I'll, and I and look, wrestling is a soap opera. I get that they're trying to drive storylines and they have to have serious storylines and fluffy storylines and all kinds right. of stuff like that. Like I get that, but I've always had more fun following the fluffy storylines than I have following the supposedly serious stuff. Um, because I, you know, I like I like seeing these guys in the ring, obviously having fun with each other. 
Right. And that was the best part. When we went to the, one of the house shows that I remember more than anything um, when we were in Waco is when DX showed up and they were fighting Schnitzky. Schnitzky and Orton. Schnitzky and Orton. And they they had so freaking much fun in the ring. They almost de-pantsed or, uh, uh, Orton. Yeah, you got to see Randy Orton's bare ass. I got to see Randy Orton's bare ass because freaking Sean... Sean Michaels went to, do a sunset flip. went to do a sunset flip on him, grabbed the back of his pants and pulled him down, and then Randy Orton starts running around the ring, dragging Shawn Michaels as he as he's laying on his back, holding on to his pants. And if he wouldn't have been holding on to the front of his pants. You saw you just saw more than just his butt. <laughs> and uh, and at another point during the match, you just saw Randy Orton's viper. Yeah, at another point during the match. Um, Triple H made a comment about Schnitzky's breath, and then everybody started throwing gum at the at the ring. Well, he's like, "Gee, does anybody have any gum or something?" And all the next thing you know, is like gum was flying into the ring from every fucking direction. And it, it, it took them it took them like a few minutes, and and Triple H had to finally come out there and go, "Okay, okay, that's enough gum. You know, we got to get the ring clean, and we got you know, enough. That's, uh-huh. that's good. That's fine." Jokes over, but it, I and I really enjoy stuff like that where it is obvious that these guys are going out there and just having a blast. Uh, that's one uh, I like watching Ricochet wrestle yes, because he's he very looks like he looks like he has a blast out there. He's not out there being all serious and, duh, 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 and I got to do this for my honor and blah blah blah. No, fuck you. I'm going out here to have fun, to fly around the ring, to to make these moves look really cool. You know, and Ricochet is what. Five four. I mean, he's like a little tiny guy compared to these big giant guys. He just well, he flies might all be over the close to six foot, but he just looks small compared to everybody else. Yeah. But he's—they call him. They don't. I mean, he—he he has earned his nickname in that, in that business as the highlight reel. Yeah. Because he does a lot of cool shit. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> and speaking of cool, shit, is Bray Wyatt. I mean, oh my gosh, Bray Wyatt is just the mind is... that man. Because considering. Creative doesn't have hardly anything to do with any of his storyline. Mm-hmm. Ever since he started with the whole Wyatt family and all that stuff, I mean, it's just the things he comes up with. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see The Fiend come back, though. I know they're doing this whole Uncle Howdy thing and stuff like that. Who right is now. Uncle Howdy? He, you don't really know yet. But he's somebody. He's like this character that's just kind of like, leading Bray Wyatt to where he wants him to go. Because that's who keeps showing up in Alexa Bliss's yeah. matches. Is Uncle Howdy. Yeah. And so, it's kind of... It's going to be neat to see where all that's going to end up going. I mean... But I don't know if it's going to be somebody that... Like, like Uncle Howdy's eventually going to be you know, like an in-ring wrestler. Mm-hmm. If he is, who's going? who is that going to be? Mm-hmm. But I think he's an in-ring wrestler that that we probably already know who it is. I think probably. it's I think it's somebody we know him, but they've just stuck him in the Uncle Howdy mask and they're having him do all this goofy shit, you know. But just the mind of Bray Wyatt is just because he comes up with all these storylines. Yeah, like he's got creative funhouse thing. I mean, <laughs> and he's so good at it because he went from being like a creepy, you know, evil character to being this weird, creepy. Funhouse character that was like all happy all the time, but but it happy but like sinister at the same time. Yes, ha- happily sinister. 
very, very freaky, and he, he's very good at it. I'm sorry, I had to get a little drink. No, you're fine, you're fine. Um, okay, that's about all I had for sports and that kind of thing. Well, the WWE got sold to Saudi Arabia, which is going to be interesting to see what they do with women's wrestling. Because the Saudis I, don't like women wrestling. But I've talked to... Not I haven't talked to, but I've been looking at a lot of interviews and reading a lot of stuff about it. They really think the only change that we're going to see is give it a few years and WrestleMania is going to be in Saudi Arabia. I just, I just don't, I can't believe that Vince would do something like that. I mean, he, something must have happened because Vince has been known to say he was going to burn it down before he sold it. Maybe that's what he's trying to do is burn it down now. I don't know. But I know Stephanie stepped down as the CEO. Um, well, co-CEO or co-COO or something well, like that. Well, Vince had stepped back, and she had taken over. And um, when this thing, when they when they sold it to the Saudis, they did so, and she stepped down because I don't think she had anything to do with it. I right. think that was Vince stepping back in and exerting the control that he still has over the company to do what he wanted to with it. I wonder if the board was about to do something. It's possible. And he just sold it out from under him to, to get rid you know, to subvert the board. You want to tell him why you're having to direct this? Oh, because of your paw probably have a concussion? I don't think there's a probably about it. I'm pretty sure you do. I'm pretty sure I do, too. So Friday morning, I'm going out to my car to take the kids to school and to go to work. And there's some ice on the pavement. I didn't notice it was ice. I thought it was just water. But it was ice. And I still got a knot on my head from where I cracked it on the pavement. And it was the weirdest damn thing because when I sat up, I couldn't, like, I couldn't, I couldn't hold my body up. It was so crazy. But, so I've been, I've been recovering from a concussion since Friday, so that's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. Here's hoping I don't have a brain bleed. <laughs> yeah, let's hope you don't have a brain bleed. <laughs> You're still hurting from your workout that you had yesterday. Oh, gosh, man. That little bit of time I have with that trainer on Saturdays, man, that sucker. Ooh. He, he definitely pushes me to the limit. But he makes me want to push myself, too. You know? Because mm -hmm. if it doesn't hurt and it's not hard, is it really working? Yeah. And I know that I was doing some of those exercises right because he wanted my arms turned a certain way to make sure I was working a certain muscle group. And obviously that worked because that's the exact muscle group that hurts like hell today. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be better in a couple of days. It'll take two or three days for the soreness to work itself out. So You'll be okay. And I, and I rubbed that one arm real good today, so hopefully that helped a little bit. I've been watching a lot of Project Runway the last... <laughs> last couple of days and you've kind of gotten into it a little bit here and there too i like i told you i don't mind watching it and it's because like i was telling you it's like with music music's been around for so long and it's crazy to me that people keep coming up with different shit to sing about mm. and then you watching these fashion shows like this where they're making all this these different clothes how they managed to keep coming up with new shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you would think there there couldn't possibly be an infinite amount of designs. Couldn't be. 
but apparently I guess maybe there is because they keep changing up crap and making something completely different. Well, what cracks me up is that I don't have an eye for fashion. I never have. I don't know what stuff goes with what stuff, but <laughs> yeah. I like watching these shows. But, you know, they'll send something down the runway, and I'll look at that, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I like that. That's kind of a cool-looking dress, or that's kind of a cool-looking outfit. And I'll see something else. I'll be like, oh, that's, aw that's awful. Why would you why would you send that down the runway? That's terrible. And then the judges will look at it, and the one that I thought was terrible, they're like, this is the most groundbreaking stuff i have ever seen and and you're gonna be on the cover of fashion magazines and the one that i thought looked really good they're like this is the most disgusting piece of shit why right. would you put this on the runway <laughs> so I don't, I don't know i i just don't have an eye but i i watching this show i've decided that fashion is all about confidence if you can convince something somebody that your thing is fashionable then then it's fashionable you know what I mean? Like, if you can convince well, somebody that what you have looks good. Well, that's kind of like artwork. A, a painting is worth nothing. Yeah, it's worth the paint that's on it. It's only worth what someone is willing to pay for it. Yeah. They'd say, hey, you know, I, I like this. I'll pay a hundred bucks for this. That's how much I like it. And then somebody else comes along and says, dude, I like that. I'll give you a hundred and fifty bucks for it. Well, shit, I just made 50 bucks. All right, here, it's yours now. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else wants it for 300 And, it, and that's how the prices go up. Mm -hmm. If somebody said, oh, I want it instead of them, you know? So it's crazy. But. <clears throat> but yeah, I admit, but I admit, I don't mind watching that show either. <laughs> like Tim Gunn says, make it work. Make it work. We'll be watching them like, oh, God, that's hideous. <laughs> <laughs> what what kills me about the shows like this is they give them basically 24 hours to create a dress and they come out with these freaking... Like, like, look, at what that, look at what that guy has up there right now. He's done that in like 24 hours. Yeah. You know how much work that is? Like, I can make clothes, but I can't make stuff like that. I can make like simple patterns, you know, and just like I can follow a pattern and put put clothes together. But this stuff that they're doing on this show is just, they're building structure out of fabric. And I just, like, I don't understand how you do that. My brain just doesn't work that way. Mine don't either. <laughs> so what did you think of this Chinese weather balloon? That's what I was about to say. We got to talk about the, the Chinese spy plane, spy balloon. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a perfect spy balloon. It's, it's slow. It's easy to see. Um, it doesn't go where you want it. They were totally expecting it. It's all the things you want in a spy vehicle. Well, apparently it did have some directional control that it wasn't just carried off by the winds. But having these people suggesting that people go out and try to shoot this thing. The cruising altitude of a balloon like that is 60,000 feet or better. A and howitzer is the only gun that could shoot that thing from the ground. And that's only got a range of 60,000 feet. And that's right at the edge. Yeah. And what, what gets me is that how you have these people like Marjorie Green and... Marjorie Trader. Yeah, Marjorie Trump Green and... What's the Speaker of the House? 
McCarthy. McCarthy. Talking shit about how Biden's not protecting the country by shooting this thing down. And it's just a disgrace. Well, they didn't say it was a disgrace when the three that flew over during Trump's presidency. They didn't say shit about that. Because we didn't even know about that. He didn't tell us. Yeah. Nobody told us that those balloons went over, but they did. Three, uh, either It was either two of them or three of them during Trump's presidency. Three. Okay. Exact same type of balloon. They shot it down. Nobody told us anything. No, they didn't shoot them down. Or they didn't shoot it down. They just let it go. And, but anyway, but what I think is so funny, and, and is just like the whole Republican rhetoric right now is complain about something that the other side's doing or not doing. And then when the other side does or doesn't do what they don't like, then they turn it back around on them again. Mm-hmm. Like with the whole gas price thing. That was funny. They're complaining, saying it's Biden's fault. The gas prices are high. So Biden does a smart thing. Let stuff go. From the strategic oil reserve. Right. And ends up making money when he gets the stuff back. But he lowered gas prices. And then they bitched about him lowering gas prices. Marjorie and Trader actually went on the House floor and said, look at what he's done. He is tricking you by lowering your gas prices so that you'll vote for him. And one of the Democrats got up and said, listen to what they're saying. They're mad that your gas prices are low. The Republicans are mad that you have lower gas prices. And they want to prevent any president from being able to lower them. What is wrong with them? You should want the president to have that type of control so that he can lower prices artificially if he needs to. But then, with like with the balloon, it's a disgrace that he is not having this thing shot down. So when it got to an area where they felt it was safe to shoot it down because it was have it would end up having a large debris field, they sent a plane up and shot the damn thing down. Hey. Then what did the Republicans say about that? Oh, did you see the way they shot it down? Oh, they they made sure they hit all the vital stuff because now none of it can be uh, recovered. So what was up there that Biden was trying to hide? What was China Biden hiding? Because they they shot it down in a way that nothing could be saved. I'm like, you fucking idiots. You know what cracks me up about them calling him China Biden is that Trump had a bank account in China that the Chinese deposited however many millions of dollars, I think it was like $15 million in in this bank account in China in Trump's name. And then Trump went and withdrew all but a million dollars and used it because it was a loan from somebody in China. And he's been paying taxes on that money, and he actually paid more taxes in China than mm-hmm. he did in America. And so that wouldn't that make him China Trump? Yeah. Well, it's like you told me a long time ago, and then once I really started paying attention, and I never thought about it this way, but when you mentioned it, I look at that kind of stuff now, and it holds true just about every time. At least, I haven't found a time that it hasn't yet. And it's when you said, well, when you want to know what shady crap the Republicans are up to, all you have to do is see what is it that they are accusing the Democrats of doing. Mm -hmm. 
Because what they're accusing them of doing is what they're really either doing or thinking about doing. Every accusation is a confession. Yeah, accusation is a confession. Yep. But. Absolutely. Oh, and speaking of Marjorie Trader, um, she got on the House floor. Um, she they were they were doing she's on she's on some committee because McCarthy she got put on the Homeland Security Committee. I, but this wasn't a, was this on home it may have been on the Homeland Security Committee. She tried to say that uh, the guy wasn't answering questions or whatever, and AOC corrected her and said, uh, you were only in there for a few minutes, so I don't know why you think you know what was going on in this committee meeting, but, you know, do keep doing you. Um, but while she was in there, while Marjorie Trader was in there and asking questions of this guy, uh, and I don't even know who the guy was that she was questioning, but she was questioning him on CRT in schools, critical race theory in schools. And she made the comment that there's there is a school district, an elementary school district, who was given five billion dollars to teach CRT. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know of any school district that has been given five billion dollars to do anything, much there less teach CRT. It was a hundred percent a lie. If we had the money, or if we were giving school districts literal billions with a B of dollars, we would have wildly different um, educational goals with our kids because we would be able to pay teachers and have good lunches and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, they wouldn't be worrying about CRT because they would actually be funded. Um, but yeah, she thinks one school district got $5 billion. And I honestly don't know if she was just ball face lying and, and expected nobody to catch her or if she truly believes that that's the case because she is an absolute conspiracy nut that believes the shit that people tell her. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, she's basically the, the equivalent of some woo grunchy, uh, crunchy granola mom who goes on, on, um, YouTube to try to disprove vaccines. She believes everything she sees. Come on, Jewish space lasers. Jewish space lasers. She tried to say she didn't say that. Oh my God, she did. <laughs> it's like she keeps trying to, like she expects people to believe everything she says and not believe the documented history of what actually happened. Uh, well, I, that I, seems like the whole Republican thing. I can't figure out if these Republicans think that their constituents are truly that stupid or if they are themselves so ignorant as to misremember things. I think that they fully expect people just to believe what they say. Well, unfortunately, they're right because people do. Their voters do believe I mean, look them. at Trump. I mean, he talked about... I think he's just downright stupid. But remember when he was talking about the... The airports being fought over in the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And then recently he was on an interview and he was talking about border security. And he said that the border was more safe during his administration that the only time that could probably be comparison, you'd probably have to go back in our history at least a thousand years before you found a border that was as safe as our border now. So... In a weird way, I'm going to give him that one, and let me explain to you my, my thinking behind that. A thousand years ago, white people hadn't discovered America yet, so yeah, the borders were pretty secure. Yeah. So maybe, in kind of a weird roundabout way, he was right about that <laughs> I mean, this guy is just... <laughs> I can't decide what's worse, though, that we had... That this guy... 
It's an embarrassment that that many people voted for this idiot that he actually became the president of the United States for four years. Mm-hmm. I can't believe there's people out there that was dumb enough to vote for him. Well, if you think about it, in 2016 and 2020, we had roughly 50% voter turnout. And that's pretty typical on a presidential election to have 50% voter turnout. He got half of those votes in 2016 and 2020. Which means in 2016, he was elected with less than 25% of the vote, the total number of people who could have voted. So he got less support than Hitler did when Hitler took over Germany. Because Hitler got 33%, I believe, and Trump got essentially 25% of the total Americans who were able to vote. And then to talk about how... But but that just goes to show you that that's, that 25% of total number of votes is still a really scary number. Yeah. Because tw- in the, within that 25%, there, there were true believers, and then there were people who voted Republican because they're just not ever going to be voting Democrat. Right. You know what I mean? And, and those are two very distinct people types of people and I don't want to I don't want to tarnish one with the other you've got the Trump true believers which probably make up what 10% of the total voters maybe if that they're just very loud and very obnoxious and so you hear a lot about them but there's really not that many true believers out there the rest of them voted R because they're Republicans over anything else right and I was uh, listening to a podcast here recently. I wish I could remember the guy's name. I, I see him on TikTok a lot, but he's got a podcast, and he was saying that there there are basically three types of Republican voters, and Trump brought out a fourth. And, you know, you've got to, the Mitt Romney voters who are pro-business, small government, you know, deregulation-type conservatives. Um, and that's the Mitt Romney Republican. And I, I, need to, I need to bring that TikTok up and listen to it because it's... Um, because I'm, I'm talking out my ass here and can't remember the other two that he brought up. <clears throat> but it was, um, oh, and it, uh, one of them was the uh, the conservative Christian um, who's going to, like a one or two issue voter, like gay marriage and abortion. Those are the things that they're always going to vote against no matter what. Um, oh, the, I remember the third one. The third one was libertarians because libertarians in this country typically vote Republican even though they're kind of the hands-off kind of people and they want people to just leave them alone and they want to leave you alone and everything else. So those are the three types of Republican voters. And Trump brought in the fourth, which are the true believers. These people that idolize him, that worship him, that follow his cult. So you've got four different type, distinct different types of Republican voters right now. And it's going to be interesting to see if they schism in 24. Yeah. Because if Trump decides to run third party when he doesn't get the nomination, because I really think DeSantis is going to get the nomination in 24. I don't think it's going to be Trump. It's going to be interesting to see if Trump runs third party and splits the Republican vote, or if his people do it anyway by writing him in. Yeah. Because that could happen too. Anyway, that's that's just my thought on... Another thing on Marjorie Greene that I didn't know about. Did you know that in 2021 that she settled a case out of court 
where she got sued by Midas Touch. Really? She gets sued for defamation? No. Because it was a government Twitter account, I think. Mm-hmm. And if it's a government account, you're not allowed to block anybody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, Trump had to unblock some people. She blocked them. They found out that it realized it was illegal for her to do that, filed a lawsuit against her, and she settled, and they actually donated that ten grand to a uh, some kind of fund for, like, gun reform. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. That's good. I thought that was kind of funny. And they said the best part about it, they showed like a picture part of the check. Mm-hmm. It had to be signed by her. <laughs> the $10,000 check to them was signed by her. And you also, did you hear too, about another thing about Marjorie Grantsall today? Sorry, I hate being on this stupid bitch, but she was complaining that her $140,000 salary was not enough. Oh, really? Why, pray tell, is it not enough? I, I didn't, it didn't say. She said that she was saying that it was making her life difficult only having that much money coming in. She lives in Georgia. The cost of living there is in the fucking cellar. Unless you're around Atlanta. Which she's not. No, she's nowhere near Georgia's, Atlanta. Is it the 10th district of Georgia? Is it in the upper northwest yeah, corner of the state? No, she's in the northeast. Well, it's in the northern corner of the state. Yeah. I remember that. But, yeah, I mean, she's nowhere near Atlanta. What I, Was it Maricopa County? Yeah, she's nowhere no, near Mar- No, Maricopa County's in uh, Arizona. That's Arizona. I'm uh, thinking of something else. Uh, but, um, oh, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, as far as people, maybe she just doesn't know how to make money in Washington, and she's mad that everybody else is getting into Congress and getting richer than she is. And she thinks that they're doing it off their salaries, which they're not. People who go in into politics and then they're millionaires a couple of years later are doing it with book deals, speaking speaking fees. Um but see I like what you said about that the other day. If you are a an elected government official, oh, you should not be able to charge for a speaking fee. I agree. That is bullshit. Yeah. You should be out there doing that shit for free because you were elected for that position. Mm-hmm. And while you're a politician, I feel that any any books that you write while you're in office, I think that money should be donated. Yep. I don't think you should be allowed to keep it because you are a public figure. You should not be enriching yourself off your office. Now, once you get out of office, if you want to write 15 books, go for it. You know, but while you're in office, you should not be allowed to enrich yourself using that office. Because that just leads to corruption. And I think, here's another one too, I think that if your net worth goes up a certain percentage while you're in office, I think there ought to be some type of very serious investigation into it. Yeah. There should be no reason why Mitch McConnell is a multi-bajillionaire outside of his wife's money. And because Kentucky is one of the poorest states in the union. You know, there's no reason for him to be as wealthy as he is because he's representing a poor state. I think that if your net worth is a certain percentage higher than the net worth of your poverty level in your state, you know, we need to be having a very serious conversation about where you're getting these kickbacks from. But the only problem with that is Congress makes the laws to investigate itself and they're not going to. Exactly. It's it's the fox guarding the hen house. 
they're not going to make any laws that's going to inconvenience them or cost them any money. Like Ted Cruz, every every year he brings up a he brings up a bill to uh, have term limits in a uh, Congress, but it exempts anybody who's currently in office, which means he would be exempted. Yeah, and he could stay in as long as he wants to. Piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. I fucking hate Ted Cruz. Well, he lies like the rest of them. People believe his shit. Yeah. It's like it's like believing in all the lies. Uh, cardboard had told me about it he sent me a, even the twitter about it and i was looking at it it was only about an hour from where he lives in pennsylvania mm-hmm. <clears throat> family 65 year old man 59 year old wife and their 26 year old daughter wrote suicide letters that they left and carried out their own suicides so I think I heard that story, but I, I and I heard that they were Trumpies, but I didn't understand why they did the murder suicide. They hundred percent believe that Trump won, and they were referring to like Biden being the Antichrist, and they went through with the whole suicide thing because everything was going to shit, and that was the only way out. And it all started with the election being stolen from Trump. Who? You morons. He admitted he knew it wasn't stolen. He even came out and said it. They have him on record. Somebody recorded him saying it. I don't care that it wasn't stolen. You just say it was. Me and the Republicans in Congress will take care of the rest. He said that, but yet these idiots still believe that the election was stolen from him. Just See, shit like that just absolutely breaks my heart because these people were true believers. And it cost them everything. Yeah. And it's all because Trump is a self-serving, narcissist asshole who doesn't care about anything except stirring the pot. And he trying to figure out ways hurts. to get money from people. Oh, have you heard about uh, Ron DeSantis' latest campaign, uh, his online campaign? He's got a website out there. No. For, uh, DeSantis, you know, he, he's going to be running for he's going to be running for president, and he needs your help. And da, 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 da. Oh, so he's actually came out and said he's running. So if you look down at the bottom of the website, <laughs> if you make a donation, ninety five percent of the donation goes to Trump. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously? 100%. So yeah. it's something Trump's people are doing to try to get doing. money away from DeSantis. That's... Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny. That is funny. That's funny. But you have to look at the small print at the bottom of the website. It tells you it's a Trump website, but you have to know where to look. So if you're going to, like, you know, give money to DeSantis, 95% of your money's going to Trump. <laughs> I will give Trump one thing. He is really really good at grifting people oh yeah he's... that is his that is his superpower yep he can get people to send him money for everything <laughs> <laughs> okay well enough about these idiots uh how are we looking on time i know we're probably getting close um well we're right at an hour i'm gonna say i, I think i did something for the first time in my life today What's that? That cake you made? Mm-hmm. 
You know, I, okay, like when you, you, you got a piece of it, and I was like, I thought you had to wait for it to cool, and then you put the icing on, you're like, I don't care, I'm eating it now. And I went and got a piece. I don't think I have ever in my life eating a piece of cake that was still hot from the oven. So good. I've never done that before. It's so good. And I, the icing's all melty and drippy. Yeah. And, yeah. But I've never done that. I don't think I've ever if, eaten. If you eat hot cake with cold milk. Oh, I, oh. I, I, I guzzled a glass of milk with that. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever eaten hot. Like I said, I don't think I've ever eaten a piece of cake that was still hot out of the oven. <laughs> Taught you all kinds of And that was a brand things. new experience for me. <laughs> And I liked it. It was awesome. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> so new things are great sometimes. <laughs> and I didn't even have to put ketchup on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's draw this to a close. We're a little over an hour. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, actually, I think I covered everything I had listed down, except for one thing, but it was no big deal. Well, I had the Netflix password sharing thing written down, but that's the only thing I didn't talk about. But they backed down off of that. They they came out with a with a new a press release saying, or they had they had something on their website saying that they were going to stop you from sharing your password with anybody, and that every every thirty days, whatever what is it, whatever you use to log on to Netflix, you were going to have to log on to your home Wi-Fi. Or else it was going to kick you off and you weren't going to be able to use that. That Like if you had it on a tablet or something. Right. That tablet would have to connect to your home Wi-Fi. Or you couldn't use Netflix on your tablet anymore. And that would keep people from out of state or out of your house or whatever from using your password. Because they wouldn't be able to conveniently come by your house, connect to your Wi-Fi, and, and re-up their stuff for 30 days. Well, the only problem is that was affecting people who travel a lot. People who live out of the country. Military. You know, it's affecting a lot of people. And... There was so much freaking backlash over them putting this out there that they had to slink off with their tail between their legs and say, oh, we were just kidding. We're not actually doing this. This is a pilot program. We're running in Chile to see if it works. And clearly it's not going to work here. Ah, okay. Well, the only little small thing I had was we were talking about gas prices earlier. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how you can just go around the block. Because, like, within a two-mile radius of where we live, there mm -hmm. are at least... Three, I say within a mile radius of where we live, there's at least three shell stations. Mm -hmm. Just a couple of blocks from each other. Went by, one of them had gas at 305, mm -hmm. one had gas at 307, mm -hmm. and one had gas at 317. Mm -hmm. I don't see how that's legal. Well, it's not price gouging. That's why it's, that's why it's legal. I mean, if they were price gouging where they were all... 317 and it should be 302 then it would be price gouging but tell me why one gas station two blocks away and they're both shell stations mm -hmm. that there is a 12 cents a gallon difference between two shell stations that are like three blocks away from each other well i don't know honestly i don't know Maybe it's just the clientele that they expect to get in that part of the city. Well, see, I usually think maybe like maybe the gas was more expensive in the in the more expensive parts of town, right? Mm -hmm. But when, back when we still lived in around Waco in Texas, we lived. We lived in the bougie part of town. Yeah, over where all the rich people were. Mm 
Now, we weren't one of them, but we lived in that area. We just managed to snag a house right. for way less than it was worth. And we had a Walmart right around the corner from us mm-hmm. that was always cheaper on gas. But the Walmart that was on the other side of town over where all the lower not bougie people income population lived for the most part. You're talking about Bellmead? Bellmead. Yeah. That Walmart had gas as well, but the Walmart over there was always 10 to 15 cents more a gallon than it was over where all the rich folk lived. Yeah. So it seemed kind of backwards. Well, I think that the only reason it was that way is because the Bellmead Walmart was off of a major highway to that get through That it was right town. there on the it highway? It was right there on the highway. And where we lived in the bougie part of town, you actually had to go down a few streets to get to that Walmart. It was off the beaten path. I guess so. That's the only thing I can figure. Because if if you if you notice the uh, the H E B that was right there on the highway on eighty four, it was a little always a little higher than Walmart. I miss H E B. I miss H E B too, man. That was such a great. If we ever go back to Texas for anything, we're gonna find a freaking H E B. A fresh market. Because if for nothing else, I mean, we can get the cream cheese and the crackers here. But remember that stuff you used to always get, that marmalade stuff that you put over the cream cheese that we'd eat with the crackers? You can't find that crap Mango nowhere. habanero salsa. salsa. But and it was like it a... Over, you put it... But it was, it was like, it was like, a, like, a, like a jelly. Yeah. Oh, my God. You put it on the cream cheese and you dip crackers Damn, that into stuff it. was so good. Holy crap. It had just the right amount of spice to it. And, and the then the H-E-B green sauce. Now, the, the green sauce, I would buy a pallet of that so that you would have it. I wonder if you could buy that stuff and have it shipped to you. Hey, I could get with Erin and see if she could ship us some. She, she works, works at H-E-B. At, she works at an H-E-B. You have a connection. At- I do. I could, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text her tonight and see if I can get her to send me some green sauce. The H-E-B green sauce, the medium, and then find that salsa. Tell her, hey, if whatever you got to ship it in, you let us know how much it's going to cost. We'll pay you for everything up front. We'll pay your shipping fees. We'll pay your time and trouble. <laughs> find me some best-made pickles and throw that in there with it because you can't find them in freaking Arkansas anywhere. I don't understand that. I don't understand why they don't have best-made pickles. They have the Mount Olive everywhere, and no. those are not as good. No, they're not. But those best-made pickles that I ordered you off Amazon, they keep delaying when they're going to be here, so I don't know if they're going to cancel that order too. Man, damn. So I have to say, because I've ordered some off Amazon, they just had not gotten here yet. All right. Well, you ready to shut it down? I guess so. You have anything you want to plug this week? Uh, well, like I said, we got Super Bowl next weekend. Go Eagles! Even though I'm not an Eagles fan, sorry, Mahomes. I know I like you, but I hope you lose. You don't. You shouldn't be there. I agree. They should not be there. They did not play a good game of football. Well, neither team played a good game of football, but. The refs kept. They kept. There were, there were too many calls that shouldn't have been made. Because, like the one that was the roughing the passer when he hit got hit out of the bounds. It was a legitimate call. Legitimate call, but that should have never even gotten to that point, because that head ref that was back there by Mahomes. There was a guy that was trying to get to Mahomes, and the defender was very, very clearly, well, the offensive lineman was very clearly grabbing this guy and just holding on for dear life to keep him away from him. And that was holding. It was a 
extremely obvious, obvious holding call. call, and it was right in front of him, and he did not call it. Yeah. BS. And that would have taken them out of field goal range, and they wouldn't have won the game. But but anyway, okay. So if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter for the time being at Cricket Shay. I'm on Mastodon at Cricket Shay at Social dot um, which I don't use Mastodon very much, but it is there. I'm on Instagram. We got the Shay's Lounge. We got Cricket Shay. I got um, a drawing cricket. If you want to see my artwork on Instagram. Which I just posted my horse up. I like that horse. I think it's pretty. Very good. Um, you have to get that one printed. Out yeah, I'm gonna well. have to get that one printed. And I'm working on another one too. But I'm I'm playing with colors on this one because um, I can make a horse look like a horse, like with the right colors and everything. But I think I'm gonna make this one gaudy with colors that aren't in the right places. Let's see what I can do. So. Okay. All right, well, let's wrap it up. All right. Until next time. Until next time, thank you for joining us. This has been Cricket and Ronald Chase Lounge. Bye.